0: Hello and welcome to episode 18 of CFFCA Tactical View. My name is Chapin Zeal. I am your host. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, I would appreciate it if you could go and leave me a rating and a review. And if you leave me five stars and a, and a review, I will read it out here on the podcast and give you a, a personal shout-out. Unfortunately no no new no new five stars this week but i know i know next week when i go to record i will have another five star rating and a review that i get to read out here on the podcast so we are going to look at a a little bit of off field news uh just real quick here I know I normally don't get into this, but this is big news that I felt had to be had to be part of the podcast uh on August second it was reported that the fire have agreed to a transfer fee for gaga Salonina going to the English Premier League Chelsea side and it is reportedly up for up for up to 15 million dollars with add-ons um it's uh, allegedly 10 million guaranteed and uh, so apparently up to 5 million with add-ons and he will stick with the fire for the rest of the mls season on loan and then head off to head off to chelsea at the start of next year 2023 so good for gaga I'm, I'm, I, I'd be lying if I said that I was disappointed that he is leaving. He's a great product to have on the side, a great goalkeeper, uh, especially with how young he is, but at the same time with, with how good he is at, at his age, you knew he wasn't going to be sticking around very long. And within, I want to say the first two or three weeks of the season, there was already a lot of, a lot of transfer talk around him and where, where his European destination would be. So we are going to now look back at July 30th up at Soldier Field where the Chicago Fire took on Atlanta United FC. We ended up in a 0-0 draw fire came out in the usual 4-2-3-1 Gaga in goal and then Sekulich, Tehran, Shehos and Miguel Navarro right to left in the back line Federico Navarro and Maurizio Pineda once again filling in for Jimenez as your holding mids Jairo Torres, Shakiri and Mueller as your more attacking midfielders and John Duran up front as the number 9 so really good to see Jairo Torres Getting his first start uh, in in a few months, couple of months, so good to see him back out there. Been dealing with a a hip injury, so getting into the match. Twelve minutes in, there is a, a Atlanta has a corner, and nothing comes of it. Um, and the only reason I'm highlighting it is because you could tell Gaga was ve- being very vocal. You could hear him shouting around. Directing his defenders on on where to go and making sure that that the uh that the, that the defense was was covered well, so good to see that I've said been saying it all year he is he is a good leader in the back there, and especially at that age there's no there's no surprise a a team came in for him at several million dollars so then into the seventeenth and eighteenth minute. The Fire win the ball in their defensive penalty box. Play it forward along the left-hand side. Uh, At midfield, it goes into the center to Pineda. He switches it over to the right-hand side with Sekulic making an overlapping run. Uh, He receives the ball about halfway in the Fire attacking half. He fakes a cross. And work and cuts back into the right about to the to the right hand corner of the penalty box. Plays it inside to Torres, who plays then a one touch pass back to Sekulich, who was making a run towards the end line. And he plays it back to Torres sitting there in the penalty box. He who takes a shot on target. Unfortunately, though, it was an easy save for the Atlanta keeper. But, good to see hiro Torres getting getting involved early in the match with some with some good good uh passing interplay as well as getting a shot on target and then from that shot on target, Atlanta play it forward from their keeper and get it into the fires penalty box defensive penalty box with only four passes. Take a shot from inside the penalty box on the fire's left-hand side with Gaga making a diving save at the far post. So, bit of a scare there in the 18th minute. It didn't take long for Atlanta to to go from back to front. Again, only four passes. And they were inside of the penalty box taking a taking a shot. Luckily, though, Gaga was was equal to the task and able to keep it out of the back of the net. So then rolling ahead a little bit into the 30th and 31st minute Shakiri plays a cross in from the left-hand side. It was defended by Atlanta. Shakir was able to fight to and uh to win the loose ball and retain possession right on the end line at the edge of the left side of the penalty box. He dribbles into the penalty box and puts a low ball across goal. Atlanta defended it. And there were shouts for a penalty. It was Maurizio Pineda making a run into the middle. Um, I I didn't really feel like there there were there was much of a much of a shout for one. I can understand where they were coming from. There was some contact inside the penalty box, but it wasn't necessarily enough to, to make Pineda go to make Paneda go down. So then in the ensuing action, the Fire win the ball and get it over to Shakiri on the left-hand sideline, and he plays a ball to the near post. Torres slides in, just missing it, and Atlanta are able to defend and clear. So pretty early in the first half, and they're in the 18th minute, then again in the 30th and 31st minute, they're putting some pressure on, on Atlanta and and you know making making their defense and their keeper work so then just a couple minutes later in the 33rd minute Shakiri plays another cross in from the left hand sideline into the box and Pineda is there in the middle he's spent a lot of time moving forward getting into good attacking positions throughout the match uh he but he was there in the middle and just ended up missing it and Torres was attacking at the far post. He was able to get a shot away inside of the penalty box from just about eight yards out but unfortunately, it was blocked and went out for a corner so again, a lot of pressure on on the Atlanta defense and keeper they they had a lot of shots a lot of most of them ended up getting blocked but in terms of in terms of their their overall overall pressure, I felt like they 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 did pretty well throughout most of the most of the match so then, in the thirty eighth minute Shakiri uh, plays a ball into the penalty box from the left side and it goes towards uh, the center to to Jairo Torres. He plays a, a really, really nice one touch with the outside of his right foot uh, through ball back to Shakiri, but unfortunately, Atlanta was able to able to nick it away before Shakiri could collect and get a shot away, but really good attacking third uh, movement and and passing inside of the penalty box and just unfortunately so far and throughout the rest of the match they there was nothing to nothing to show for it but again a lot of pressure on them atlanta had an opportunity in, right at the very end of the first half but it wasn't wasn't really anything too threatening they they overall looked good on the match they were they were uh it was a good match overall good side to face coming after um three three wins in a row for the fire um, so into the second half in the 49th minute Jairo Torres uh, makes a tackle knocks the ball to Shakiri in the middle about halfway in the fires attacking half he passes it to the right to Torres making a run in the right hand channel he receives it just outside of the penalty box Dribbles in 1v1 with a defender, takes a shot to the near post, but unfortunately, as usual in this match, it was this one was off target. They're either block saves or off target. But a lot of a lot of pressure, a lot of quality shots, even though even though they were there were several misses, several of them off target. They were they were much better shots than than usual for the fire in terms of in terms of a lot of them were inside of the penalty box. A lot of them were were open shots that Atlanta at the last minute last split second were able to step in and defend it. So then just a few minutes later, in the fifty fourth minute, Shakiri is able to score at the far post from across on the left hand sideline. And commentary went into saying how great his work ethic has been lately. But unfortunately, in the 56th minute, after a couple of minutes of check-in, VAR calls the ref over to the sideline. Ref takes one or two looks at it and says no goal. Shakiri was offside. Because that great work ethic was walking back from an offside position as the cross was played in and there was there was a short maybe maybe three yard pass right before the cross and during that short little pass he was walking back from offside looking the in the opposite direction So that is this is going to be my my first of two complaints and they're going to be back to back about about Shakiri. Um I he's he he and I don't want to be critical of him and and cuz he's he's out there I'm sitting here. There is obviously a a talent there that you know there's a reason that He's won so many trophies. He he is the he is the player that he is. But I feel like the last several weeks, un, unlike the commentary, I feel like the uh, the last several weeks he has been walking a lot more and and getting just seems frustrated. I don't know if he's upset. I mean they they had that nice little again that three little uh, three match win streak there. And even during those, he was playing better, but there were times where I felt like he, he kind of gave about 10%. When even given, given 50%, could have won a ball back in, in your, in the Fires attacking half. Or like in this instance, you, you put 50% in and give a little jog. You're going to be back on side before that cross is played. He was in a good position. At the far post, he was able to he was able to collect the ball and and put it immediately on target. But again, if you're if you're in, if you're offside when it when it's played, they're obviously going to see that and call it off. So then, just a few minutes later, they didn't show it on the on the uh, broadcast, but in the sixty third minute, this is going to be my next complaint about Shakiri. He gets a yellow card for dissent he I want to say within about the first two or three minutes of this match, he was already on the ref about a call not being made or. You know, I don't know if he felt that a foul should have been a yellow, but he was immediately on the ref. He was on the ref last week, the week before, the match before, the match before, the match before. That's one thing for me that is is getting a little bit old and a little bit tired to, you know, I'm tired of watching him do it. He gets knocked down one time and gets up and immediately starts chirping at the ref. I remember I don't remember exactly what match it was, but within a couple of weeks he ended up getting fouled and the the defender ended up getting a yellow card, but instead of the ref going and talking to the defender, he ends up having about a 2-minute conversation with Shakiri uh because he immediately got up and was yelling at the ref i don't know if the ref didn't have the card out of his pocket soon enough or what the case was, but in it, it again i'm here sitting in a in a room in my house recording this by myself. He is playing on on an international level with his with his country he has played in in european uh, european cups with his, with clubs he is obviously far better than i am but as a fan sitting here there's i would like to see a little bit of that attitude improve and i feel like he can because he has the ability he can lead this team to to more wins to more more uh more more attacking play than than some of his attitude um shows and and Provides on the field. So then, still in the 63rd minute, Tehran wins the ball at midfield and he plays it forward and left to Shakiri in the attacking half. He immediately plays a through ball to Mueller, playing, uh, who's making an overlapping run. He collects it on the left corner of the penalty box, dribbles in. One v one with defender cuts into the middle and takes a right footed shot and it just went off target. Again, a lot of a lot of quality. he scored uh, in the last match with a very similar shot. He was real close in the previous match. That's something he likes to do get get the defender moving moving to the defender's right and then cut it back inside to get the defender off balance and try putting it to the far post. But unfortunately, the story of the night, this one was just a little bit off target and unfortunately could not find the back of the net. So then in the 71st minute, Shabilko had an opportunity with a header but knocked it just over the bar. There was some quality close-touch passing on the left-hand side between Mueller, Shakiri, and Navarro, who ended up playing the cross in then just a few minutes later in the 74th minute uh, carlos serran goes down holding his his right hamstring after a long defensive run into the into the right side corner um trying to prevent a, an atlanta an atlanta counterattack the ball went deep into the corner he sprinted down there to defend the ball went into the middle he sprinted into the middle and at that point he started holding his hamstring and after the ball went out of play, he ended up just laying down on the on the pitch right there in the penalty box. So Jimenez comes on and Tehran goes off. So with Jimenez coming on, it moves Pineda back to the right center back position. So then the last 15 minutes or so, ended with a lot of fire possession, not many many clear cut opportunities, not a ton of chances in the end. Um but overall it was it was a good match. It was it was entertaining. Atlanta had had quite a few opportunities themselves. I didn't go over a ton of them. But in in the end Both sides looked good. I thought, um, I thought Tiago Almada for Atlanta, and I believe how you pronounce his name is Araujo for Atlanta. Both looked, both looked really good. Araujo went, uh, up and down their right sideline, really working, uh, Miguel Navarro. And there were some good battles out there right along the sideline, some, some fouls both ways. Entertaining and Almada, some good, some good dribbling inside, uh, def- de- getting past the defenders and your defensive midfielders. Uh, with uh, ended up with five shots. Thankfully, though, Gaga was able to to save them, or the fire were able to block them, or they were just off target. Again, overall, it was a good match. It was competitive. It was it was fairly equal the possession was 49 to 51 in favor of Atlanta so real close there 355 completed passes to 381 for Atlanta so again relatively close there 17 total shots to Atlanta's 13 four on target for the fire and two on target for Atlanta so again, really equal um a really good match. There was the the fire looked good with a lot of their passing play. Uh Atlanta looked good with their passing play. Their attack their attack was fairly strong. They they countered well. And again, Almada um and I'm not going to try and pronounce the other guy's name cuz I feel funny saying it. But the other guy out on their right-hand side, he he looked really good they have some they have some impressive players but thankfully again the fire the fire do too and they were able to come out and and hold it to another clean sheet for gaga which i don't have that stat in front of me um right now but um i know he's got several on the season but one stat that i do have that i am impressed by with the fire in general, is key passes. So they are sitting fourth in the league with with 211 key passes. Um, So that goes to show that build-up play, it's quality. It's really good. It's just they need to find the, the back of the net. That is that is the trouble with the fire it's been the trouble with them all season they they only have a total of 24 goals scored which is the second worst in the league the worst being 19 goals scored so they need to find the back of the net because they are able to they are able to to create some opportunities they're they're very creative they've and again with Jairo Torres he played oh uh, he played didn't get the whole match in but he got most of it in he he went to 88 minutes so really good to see him getting so many minutes still recovering from that injury so hopefully the the more and more and more Torres Shakiri, Mueller are on the pitch, and Gutierrez, uh, any any opportunities, he gets to be on the pitch. He's been really impressive. Duran's look good. I know Shabilko hasn't scored in a while. He doesn't have the, have the most amount of goals, as many as we were hoping coming into the season, but even still, he looks good. He offers something different than Duran, so hopefully... As the season starts uh, closing down here, we're getting to about the last 12 matches or so, 12 to 13 matches. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but hopefully they, they're able to start gelling and find the back of the net because, again, they are creative. They're able, to, they're able to, to get the passes into dangerous areas. It's just the finishing that they cannot figure out still. So now looking ahead to Saturday, August 6th, where the Chicago Fire will take on Charlotte FC down at Bank of America Stadium. 608 kickoff, you can watch it on MLS Live on ESPN Plus and WGN, Telemundo, and the Chicago Fire at. So Charlotte is an expansion team this season, and they are currently sitting right about where the fire want to be sitting in that seventh place spot in the east with the fire sitting two points behind in ninth in ninth place so really big match again there there's still again about 12 i think 12 matches left so um really big match you want to you want to start like they did three three in a row, and then a draw you want to start stringing some more wins together uh worst case scenario draws and and work your keep working your way up into that playoff position and try not to leave it to the last to the last few weeks or the last day. Try and sit comfortable in there uh so you can. You can feel confident, have a good streak rolling right at the end of the season into playoff time, which is, in my opinion, definitely something that the Fire can do with how they've been looking. I feel like they are able to, they they should be able to put Charlotte under some pressure, even with Charlotte being at home. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of matches ago, Charlotte took on Toronto and ended up losing 4 to nothing. Toronto's first goal was uh, Charlotte tried clearing the ball. It got deflected off of a Toronto player and went into the back of the net, a little bit of a freak goal. Uh, their second goal was scored on a header from a corner. It, the fire's deliveries on corners most of the season has not been very good. So if that's something they can they can get the ball up into into the penalty box, that's a potential potential passability. Third goal was a shot from distance that I do not um, that I don't recommend the fire to take. They are not very successful this season with shots from distance. And their fourth the Toronto's fourth goal was they had some good quick short one touch passing. Uh, about halfway in there attacking half and then uh, through ball to spring Michael Bradley to go in and beat the keeper something that Chicago are very capable of doing so definitely some some options there again if you if you start Shabilko potentially he can get up for some crosses or some some because I know the fire will cross but get up for some crosses or get up for some corners Sheehos has been deadly on, on corners with his with his with his goal scoring prowess, um, and the one touch passing. If you can if you can get Shakiri and Mueller and Navarro or Jimenez, either Navarro or Jimenez, or Torres and Shakiri and, and Duran or Shabilkow. Again, some good one-touch passing could potentially cut through the Charlotte defense and and get some some opportunity at goal. So then, in their last match, though Charlotte ended up winning three 0 over DC United, and their first goal was uh, from uh, across. It was headed and knocked around in the penalty box a couple of times, and it was uh, knocked in for an own goal. Second goal was their first attempt was saved, and the keeper knocked it back into a dangerous area. And and the uh, Charlotte attacker knocked it into an open net. Third goal then uh, again from across. Initial header was saved and it knocked to a Charlotte attacker. He played it back across goal to a a teammate and knocked it into an open net. So they are capable of scoring, but they don't score a ton of goals. They only have 28 on the season, three of them in the last match. Uh, They've given up 31 on the season, but four of them in the previous match. So a team that you're not quite sure what you're going to get from them. They have been very, very streaky. They opened the season Losing three and then one two and then has been loss win loss draw loss win loss win loss draw win win draw loss 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 win so they've been very sporadic so if the fire can just keep their good streak rolling here um in terms of in terms of getting some wins and some draws, really getting some again some quality shots on target. I think only four Four, three, or four of them were outside of the penalty box in the last match, and even those were were relatively close in comparison to some of the shots that they take that are that are about ten yards over the crossbar so definitely definitely a team that I can see the fire beating. And definitely um good opportunity to to push for that playoff position. If Cincinnati, who are sitting in eighth on twenty nine points as well, if they if they lose, then the fire jump them. If they draw, they're even on points. An even worst-case scenario if Cincinnati at this point wins and the Fire win, you're still only sitting two points behind in, in eighth place. So again, getting getting towards the back end of the season, this is where you want to start uh, really, at least in the Fire's position, really start gelling as a team to guarantee that playoff spot. They are a team that has, in my eyes, the quality that they should be able to should be able to make the playoffs. Especially again if, if you're able to keep Torres, Shakiri, and Mueller all fit, all um on the pitch, no suspensions or anything. You can you can really I personally anyway can really see them making a quality push for the playoffs. And, and, uh, um, ideally getting there again with, with two or three matches to go to not to where you are guaranteed a spot at that point, but at least you are in the playoff position at that point in the season, that's where you want to be. And again, they, they have the ability. I see no reason that they can't do it. I know there's still several matches to go, but again, it's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely within their, within their ability. So don't forget Saturday, August 6, 6.08 p.m., Chicago Fire take on Charlotte Football Club, the expansion team for this season, down in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Go Fire!